Are you troubled by strange noises in the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. I'm Dan Aykroyd. Since childhood, I have been fascinated with the invisible world. A world which can help us get through life if we know how to draw upon its power. A world serving positive projections, wherein you use your own personal, mental, and spiritual abilities to believe and subsequently make true the things that you want to happen for yourself. Also healing, miracles, the presences of spirits and beings once living now gone into another life, but who continue to intrude into our waking consciousness by, for instance, haunting people or places. The implicit potential indestructibility of the soul must concern us. All of the foregoing are actual elements in our existence. Over half of the world believes in such phenomena. There are plenty of photographic and audio materials, both conventional and digital, and also some trace physical evidence which support the premise that ghosts, UFOs, and their occupants, plus other non-worldly presences exist. They indicate a supra-form of reality as valid as our normal reality. But there is no jar of ectoplasm, and no one will show us the bodies from Roswell. We've had nothing to touch until now. Welcome to Radio Frigo's area. Hosted by Jay Smith. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Radio Free Gozeria. I am Jay Smith, and I'm thrilled to present to you a conversation I had with the originator and star of the original Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, Dan Aykroyd. Dan and I crossed paths in 2012, and he was very kind to sit down with me to talk about ghosts and what he called the family business of supernatural investigations. His father, Peter Aykroyd, wrote a book called A History of Ghosts. I just finished reading it and was excited to talk to him on the subject that would eventually move him to create, along with Harold Ramis and Ivan Reitman, the franchise we all know and love today. You may have heard this interview on a very splendid and worthwhile Sci-Fi Diner podcast, and I urge you to check out this show for more genre interviews and features. But here, on Radio Free Gozeria, is my chat with Dr. Raymond Stance, Dan Aykroyd. Well, it means uh, that I have uh, a hope and a belief in uh, survival of the consciousness after the mortal coil has been shucked. Mm -hmm. uh, anybody who uh, espouses spiritualism um, would probably tell you the same thing, that there's uh, an expectation of the soul energy uh, going on to survive uh, in whatever form that might be. And physics backs us up because energy cannot be created or destroyed and you know we are made up of atoms and, and atoms are quarks little strings of, of power and uh, so uh, there's a lot of evidence uh, that uh, survival is possible certainly if you look at Hans Holzer 
and his work he was the greatest Ghostbuster of all. He has a, an encyclopedia thick book called Ghosts about all of the uh, cases that he took on with actual entities surviving and reaching back to touch uh, the residences uh, where they had been living prior to their deaths. Is that, that is, how has that influenced your professional choices in life? Is it like a, a faith to you or is it a scientific investigation primarily? I would like to weigh it uh, on the side of science uh, and, and say that more inquiry has to be done. Um, I believe uh, and in, in my, my, my own faith is that things are always going to get better and I, I put faith in positive energy and positivization and, 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 and realizing hopefully for the, for the future good, good things for myself, my family and the world. So that's where my faith uh, operates uh, and it's a challenge, challenged many, many times of course. But I would like to see uh, molecular uh, physicists and uh, particle physicists look into what happens when the soul leaves the body, how how it travels uh, to where it's going next, and it, 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 it's got to be using the chemical chain to do so, because we're, we're surrounded by nitrogen, oxygen, and, uh, you know, we have water in our bodies, we have, we're carbon-based, so we're based in real materials, and uh, that goes for that soul energy. There's a real material there. How does it travel onto the next realm? And how does it do so materially and scientifically? That would be a, a thing to be able to work up. But I need I need experts to, to help me. Well, if we go back to your, your great grandfather, who was a spiritualist, I understand, and he conducted seances. I imagine if he looked forward to what what you're experiencing now, there he would have a tremendous amount of hope. Where do you see? Well, first of all, does your does your current family share the same? Um, you do? Yes. Well. Um, Yes, I, I believe uh, I believe that uh, that my children have a have a not a sensitivity in terms of a practicing sense, but they uh, they see uh, a heritage there that's uh, that they can be proud of, given that their their ancestors, their great grandfather, grandfather, and fa and uh, a great great grandfather, uh, great two greats, one great, and then their grandfather and my dad, uh, their grandfather also. Uh, passed on the interest, so they're very interest. You know, they're very interested in it, and um, and and I would say that uh, you know they're they're accepting and uh, they're believers. Okay. Well, how do you see you project that to your great grandchildren? How do you see the science of paranormal investigation? Or well, I think I think uh, once we, you know, if we look at 150 years from now, there's going to be new ways of travel. There's going to be new ways of breaking down molecules and reassembling them. There's going to be new ways of perceiving uh, the material and the the world and the invisible world. Uh, light spectra and and such will be will maybe more accessible and will even be harnessed in some sense. So, as science progresses. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you know, inquiries can be can be put forward. Right now, you know, if you have your average ghost ghost hunting team, will go out with with sensitive um, instruments that will track temperature and picture and uh, infra and in, infrared, infra green um, noises, uh, EVP, electronic voice phenomena. So the the hardware is there, um, the software is there. I think uh, where we really have to make progress is in part of the um, of, of theories and, and actual 
material, chemical, electrochemical, molecular analysis of what happens at the time of death. What's the hardest evidence that you've seen? Well, I have not seen any ectoplasm myself, but uh, I, I've just had, you know, things happen to me. Uh, little telepathic incidents uh, also. I've had some dreams that were quite vivid that uh, showed me uh, symbols that I then later saw in real life verifying that the person who had given me the thought in the dream was active in uh, placing that thought there, things like that. Um, again, uh, you know, a lot of it's anecdotal, um, but if you read my dad's book, which I'll give you a copy of, History of Ghosts, there were many scientists uh, at the turn of the century were, were serious inquirists into this and, and wanted to find out what was going on. Now, does does this belief or this this series make you feel closer to the people that you've lost in life? Yes. Their presence? Oh, no doubt about it. Absolutely. I, uh, I I I hear their voices and I feel their spirit and presence, uh, even for myself. Whether they've gone on beyond the spheres and are on a completely new soul journey and aren't reaching back, or the or there's no example maybe of their consciousness uh, touching me. Uh, I am conscious of what I had with them and also that somewhere their energy is living. I'm talking about my friend Tom Davis and my writing partner who I just lost. Uh, John uh, Belushi, uh, Dick Zanuck, uh, the producer of Driving Miss Daisy and Jaws and, uh, and uh, geez, uh, my friend Barbara Orbison, Roy Orbison's w widow, you know, uh, they're, they're all out there. Uh, in the spheres, in the multiverse, their energy still survives, and that's that is a comfort. I, I read that it, some people would prefer to have a physicist speak at their funeral because they would explain the perpetual nature of life better than even ministers and other spiritual. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Exactly, that's yeah. hearing it right. I like to see more scientific inquiry and more interest in what yeah. happens at the time. The Kirlians uh, put a man on an atomic scale at the time of his death, and they weighed the soul. You know, it was uh, 28 grams or something. Uh, they were the ones that did the experiments with with smoke in fish bowls, where the woman would, you know, be able to m make letters out of the cigarette smoke blown into a fish bowl. Uh, they did the uh, the work with the uh, the fingers, the digits cut off, and the aura photo photo photographs. They were Russian researchers, so uh, they were they were trying to. Uh, trying to go where, where, where I think it should, it should be. Okay. Radio Free Area is a production of 3015 North Studios and is a fan production subject to the goodwill of Ghost Corp. This is Ivo Shandor speaking from beyond the grave. Special thanks to Crystal Head Vodka, Ghost Core, Sony Pictures Entertainment, Elmer Bernstein, and my army of undead servants toiling in the underworld awaiting my call to reclaim the Earth.